going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Morning, you're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. It might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, and it's free. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, and sometimes on YouTube. That's when the professor's not going to get himself censored, mostly just Wednesday. Then you can pet, catch Yep. You can it's it's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Just look for the Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page, that's the roadtoconcord.com. That's where you'll find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at Joe at the roadtoconcord.com. He's a little slow, but he'll eventually get around to emailing you back. Phones are on today, 229-469-0335, but only for registered numbers. If you wish to call in and are not registered, send us an email with your name and number, and we'll think about letting your call go through. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Just warn them, Joe is an acquired taste. This show is listener-sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we're not limited in the content we provide for y'all. With that said, we ask for your participation on a value-for-value basis. If you find our shows of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, the show description on Rumble, and in the comments on the other streams. Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Now, just stay seated and give it a chance. You'll soon realize we not might be the smartest, but we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. Chaos, man. It's all chaos. That's what's on the lesson plan for today. Should have been here in the pre-show, man. Things were just like that. Just chaos. It's disorder everywhere out there. Yeah, that's what I want to talk to you about today. Talk to you about nihilism. We're going to have a very, well, it's going to be fun day. Shame on the class that doesn't want to be here today. There's a good part of the class seems to be missing today for some reason. I don't know where the heck they are. But yeah, beauties of modern technology, they can go back and catch it later. Um, let's just get political straight off the bat. Saw a story yesterday by Mark Levin. It says the left hates America. Mm, I don't quite agree with him. I read the story and I understand his point, but I don't think it's America that the left actually hates. I think it's a bigger thing than that. What we call the American left, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's, it's, uh, it's awesome because it's not just, uh, you know, when we think the left, we think Democrats. No, 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 no. Control freaks, you know, tyrants, people who want to run your life, they're in both parties. So we've, like I said, we've, you, you've heard me tell you this before. You got to change your idea. You're thinking here, you've got Republican progressives. Those are rhinos, Joe. No, they're not. They're Republicans. They're not Republicans in name only. You're assuming that the Republican, the corporation known as the Republican party has to agree with you. 
Well, it's a corporation. When was the last time a major corporation agreed with its peons? Uh-huh, see? So if you're up in leadership position, as in an elected official, which is leadership position, they're not rhinos. They are true Republicans. You're the rhino. You just don't understand that because you know you've you've swallowed the Republican Kool-Aid. And comment on the board from Sailor Sun 66. All right, or it says, uh, USMC new book, How to Lose an 80, $80 million advanced fighter jet. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I'm not getting into the missing F 35. I don't care. I don't care. Somebody probably sold it to the Russians or the Chinese. Who cares? But the left, what the left hates is not America. The left hates laws, hates order, it hates anything other than chaos. The left worships chaos. So the idea of America, you know, governance by law and order, by decreed law, that's what the left hates. Wasn't chaos an organization on a TV show? Hmm. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? What show was that? Is that G.I. Joe? No, no, it was that, uh, that, that, uh, oh. Was it Get Smart? Yeah, Get Smart. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, Get Smart. Which was another, uh, yeah. that was another pseudonym for Hydra, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Works great. I guess we're going to have to put Get Smart on the 98 lists of, <laughs> list of 98 required movies. So let's, let's, let, let's have a look at what, what we mean by, what is it exactly that the left hates? Let's get into our slideshow here today. All the pillars of the earth have been shaken. And I don't know if you've noticed lately, but that tends to be where we're at. And what does that mean by all the pillars of the earth have been shaken? It means everything that holds society together, or in this case, culture. We'll, we'll get to that. Everything that holds, you know, our world together it seems to be falling apart right now. And it, it, that's chaos. All the pillars of the earth are being shaken means that chaos is growing. Chaos is on the rise. Society. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Allergies again. Society. The definition is, um, I, I just snagged this off of DuckDuckGo, you know, um, internet dictionary, because, you know, I don't use Wiki anymore and uh, not that much. And I definitely don't use Merriam-Webster's dictionary anymore. But it's the totality of people regarded as a, a as forming a community or an independent individuals huh and i don't like that one a group of people broadly distinguished from other groups by mutual interests participation in characteristic relationships shared institutions and a common culture ah there we go that's a society as i understand it okay common culture but notice that Although society is closely linked to culture, it's not quite the same. And that's important. But for the, you know, for the purposes of today, you might want to think of society and culture as the same, but I wouldn't. Not for today. Society is, you know, it's just a group of people linked together in some way, shape, or form. They could be linked by ideology, not necessarily culture. What's the difference, Joe? Well, do you think that a Chinese communist and a Cuban communist and an American communist and a Russian communist are all the same in culture? No. But they are linked by ideology. 
And that forms a society of communists. So for today's purposes, I think we might want to differentiate between society and culture for a reason. You'll see as we get going here. Civilization. Ah, now this is different. An advanced state of intellectual, cultural, or material development in human society marked by progress in the arts and sciences, the extensive use of record-keeping, including writing, and the appearance of complex political and social institutions. Civilization. Something I was talking to Jimmy Zinker about just the other day, or actually Jimmy brought it up. This is part of the problem that we have today. Barbarians are not considered civilized. Notice the definition said advanced um, a state of being. Go back and look at that real quick. An advanced state of intellectual, cultural, and material development in human society. Ooh, in society. Culture and society are intricately linked, but not quite the same. So society, culture, and civilization. Very intricate, tightly connected ideas, but there's distinctions. And it's not a distinction without a difference. And we don't always think about these things. These type of things make our heads hurt, so nobody wants to pay attention to them. This is all part of natural law. Law. Oh, there's that thing that the left hates. Order. It seeks chaos. Civilization. Y'all realize that civilization is unnatural. It's not the natural state of things. Well, Joe, it is man's civil. No, 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 no. The natural state of man is is clanship, small, tight family units. That's not a civilization. Notice it said advanced. That's the one where you start piling yourself upon cities. The natural state of man is just is more toward the barbaric. When we we still have places in the world where you can go deep in the Congo and parts of New Guinea, where you've got wild man still living and they don't live in massive cities they don't have civilization as we understand it they're very what we would call primitive it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just that they don't live the way we do they don't have a civilization as we understand it it's it's not what we would call civilization they haven't tamed the world in which they live they've adopted to it to live in harmony with it and that's not, like I said, not necessarily a bad thing. You know, people like, well, that's what the Native Americans did. No, 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 not all of them. The Pueblo Indians had massive cities. There's still, we still see the, the ruins of them built into the walls of the canyons and out west. And it, it, some of the, uh, the northeastern Native Americans, they had cities. They had more or less permanent places built out of, you know, logs and heavy construction. So they had civilization of a sort. It's not all, you know, the the American natives are not all nomadic peoples. But why am I getting at this civilization thing? Civilization requires effort and work to keep it together. And it is much more fragile than we seem to imagine, what we realize. It can be taken apart much easier than we've ever, you know, than we would like to think about. And that's what's happening to us here right now. All the pillars of the earth are being shaken. Civilization is being intentionally destroyed. 
civilization has to have energy put into it. And that energy comes in the form of unity, unity of culture. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But the, the, the cultures, the morality, the, the central ethos, the common traditions, ideas, everything that makes a culture, think of that as energy. And if you don't keep putting energy into the culture, if you don't maintain its energy, well, then what you have is social entropy, decay. So by definition, where we've gotten so far, the left is not, the left is not so much anti-social as they are anti-civilization. What? Yeah, you heard me correctly. Remember when I told you that society and culture and society and civilization are intricately woven? They're very closely connected, but they're not the same. You can have a nomadic, um, a nomadic group of people that aren't what we would call civilized, but they're still a society. You know, a family unit is still a society. And the left has no problem with that. What they have a problem with is actually civilization, advanced culture, advanced civilization, because that requires order. Whereas a society in itself does not require order. The left is anti-order. See, Charlie seems to be having fun on the board. But the left, that's, that's the whole thing. It's anti-order. This is one of the reasons that they play with the language. Um... One of the glues that bind to people is a common language. If you don't have a common language, you know, it's, that's the whole point of the, the Tower of Babel. I, if I split you up because you can't, you know, I, I divide you into different groups that can't communicate with each other, I've caused a division. Division. Division is another, uh, conceptually, it's another way of saying chaos because you're breaking things down from order to disorder. Chaos is entropy. That's the second law of thermodynamics is that all ordered things tend toward disorder. So whatever has order tends toward chaos. It, it decays, it breaks down, it dies. So that Tower of Babel situation where we had this massive little city where everybody was trying to be ordered and all thinking alike to make a name for themselves, a Shem, as the Hebrews would call it, more than just a label. Make make a uh, a make themselves famous, you know. Make themselves renowned, known worldwide, or whatever. No. Break them up by breaking up their language. The left does that in multiple ways. First thing they do is they break up the language by making it so that you and I can't understand the words we're using. Just because you say we're five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America doesn't mean everybody understands transforming the same way. So some of them think one thing, some of them think another, third group thinks fourth group, you know, and you got something entirely different in mind. It's all a form of deception, confusion, chaos. But then what we'll also do is, well, we can't have a national language because that's not inclusive. We got to have diversity. Really? Diversity is another way of saying division. It's another way of saying the increase of entropy, uh, decay, chaos. 
So look, the way that the left plays with language is meant to destroy, to create chaos, confusion, uncertainty. How is that in line with natural law in any way, shape, or form? Remember what we read yesterday, the left is against natural law, against order. Order. Why? It, it, it started out, remember the books that we've had in the past where it says the progressive era was the quest for order, the search to impose order on things. It never was. They said it was. They told each other it was. They told themselves that they were just try, trying to impose order on things. It was never that. That's never what it's about. Never has been. Before we get done today, I'll explain why I say that. The, the left is about, the, the progressive movement is about something entirely different than order. Remember, if they say one thing, they mean the opposite. If they say they're religious, they're not. If they say they want order, they don't. If they say they want peace, they, won't, they, don't, they want war. If they say they want to save you, they don't want to save you. They always speak out of the side of their mouth. You know, the old phrase or saying is in their two, forked tongue. They... they they're the, they're the slithering, they're the snake, they're deceptive on purpose because they want chaos. They don't want order. They don't want certainty. They don't want anything that you can, they don't want solid, solid foundations. They want nothing that you can depend on. This is why they pervert our laws. You want to pervert the laws, confuse the laws. You start by doing the language. Well, it's a living document. And then you just start with the slippery slope of what living means. We have a phone call. Is it a known caller? Nope. Dodo cop. <laughs> Not today, folks. <laughs> we'll be no dodo cops today. Because dodo cops are confusion, chaos. Yeah, and they, they need to do better. I, I'm getting, my dodo cop <laughs> detector was up as soon as somebody posted in the comments. So you, you guys <laughs> need to, you need to up your game. This ain't working. Charlie's on duty. <laughs> Charlie's actually working today. Our dodo senses were tingling. <laughs> All right, dodo girl. <laughs> but you pervert the laws. You pervert the laws first by perverting the, the language. So as soon as I've perverted the language, now I can't understand the laws properly anymore. What do you mean by militia? Well, it was defined by the people who wrote the Second Amendment. Well, no, we got to rewrite that. Since when? Well, since, you know, you, you, the words change with the times. Well, yeah, but not the original intent. You got to go to the intent. Oh, no, no. We got to go with the language. And the next thing you know, you got confusion. And now we can't. Well, since we don't know what the original founders want, we're just going to have to just make it up as we go. That right there is chaos. It's confusion. It's chaos. And it um, it sets people against each other. It, it That's the whole point of what they're doing. It's to undermine. It's subversion. It's to destroy order. It's to destroy certainty. Also, when you undermine the laws, it, it sets the government against the people. It destroys the purpose of the government. And it turns the government into an instrument of chaos and destruction. It removes the people's ability to seek rec recourse and recompense and to be made whole. It, it's all, all about stirring the pot. All about causing discontent and unsettlement this this is what the left is all about this is what the left is about this is what they want what do i have here i got a diversity 
Hmm. Diversity is um, defined as the quality or condition of being diverse. Condition of having or including people from different, different ethnicities and social backgrounds. Variety or an assortment. Oh, this is just so beautiful. The diversity, diversity. That's, that's another one of the left's things. And they put it forward as being a good thing. We have to be inclusive. You notice how this is another example of how they destroy through language. They don't mean what they tell you they mean. It's a catch-all phrase to justify destruction within society. And diversity actually promotes racism in the name of fighting it. It promotes bigotry in the name of fighting bigotry. It claims to be inclusive, but it isn't. It's exclusionary. Have you ever noticed that only certain people can be included, but others can't? If you disagree with their agenda, you're not included. Only the people who agree with them are included. That's, that's, that's division. That's chaos. They claim sensitivity. You know, we're being sensitive to others. But have you ever noticed that they're insensitive to the ideas of anybody who disagrees with them? This is the perversion of language. This is all chaos. It's all nihilism. They'll claim that they're inclusive, but they'll exclude anybody who disagrees with them. They'll claim tolerance and acceptance, but what they really mean is you must obey. They pervert the language in the name of diversity. They destroy in the name of peace. Hey, where have I heard that before, Charlie? Destroying in the name of peace. <laughs> Isn't there a book that talks about that? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it's an old book, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we might find that book before the day's over. Peace and security. Yeah. Peace and security. Then destruction comes. comes suddenly. Yeah. Okay. Name. Of, it's amazing how that was described. What thirty five hundred years ago? More. And yet here it is, still the same. Brings up diversity. What is the American melting pot? That's diversity, Joe. Is it? This is from an article, um, What is the American Melting Pot by Ashley uh, Crossman. It's updated on February 16th, 2021. Take that off for just a second. I'll show it to you here. I've got it on the uh, right there. It's the website from Thought Company, uh, thoughtco.com. So you can read the article if you'd like. I'm just going to read the pull quote from it right here. It says, in sociology, the melting pot is a concept referring to a heterogeneous society becoming more homogeneous with the different elements melting together into a harmonious whole with a common culture. Ooh, th th that, that doesn't sound like diversity as we're being told. To we'll come back to that. She says, the melting pot concept is mostly is most commonly used to describe the assimilation of immigrants to the United States, though it can be used in any context where a new culture comes to coexist with another. In recent times, refugees from the Middle East have created melting pots throughout Europe and Americas. The term is often challenged, however, by those who assert that cultural differences within a society are valuable and should be preserved. An alternative metaphor, therefore, is salad bowl or mosaic, describing how different cultures mix but still remain distinct. Oh, nay, 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 nay. Go back to this. The melting pot. 
What made America strong was just that. Different cultures came and assimilated and made a unique American culture. In other words, they didn't come try to change the culture into which they entered. They adapted to it. That is harmony. That is unity. Today, we do not have that. We have this salad bowl or mosaic, which is by definition, look at the last one. They said this term is often challenged, however, by those who assert that cultural differences within a society are valuable and should be preserved. In other words, division. Division within a society is valuable and needs to be preserved. Hold on to that if you disagree with me. I'm going to tackle that for you because there's another word for this. We'll get to that shortly. An alternative metaphor, therefore, is salad bowl or mosaic. No, it isn't. Not if you want unity. It doesn't describe how the different cultures mix but still remain distinct. That right there is called balkanization. We'll get to that in a minute. This idea that, like with the Middle East, is creating a melting pot? No, it isn't. Arabs do not. That is exactly what Arab means. Well, Joe, Muslims aren't Arabs. No, they're not. But the bulk of the Muslims that we are acquiring in this country and in Europe come from the Arab nations. And Arab literally means does not mix. We need to remember that the bulk of the, the Islam is born out of the descendants of Ishmael. Ishmael's prophetic um, nature is to always have a hand raised against every man around him. Ishmael was told to be, he was going to be a wild ass of a man, a jackass, meaning stubborn donkey. We're not being insulting here in that way. It's going to be his nature, stubborn headed mule type of thing. And he was always going to have his arm raised against everybody. He's always going to be in conflict with people. He would not mix. Islam does not mix. When Islam comes into another culture, it takes over slowly through cultural jihad. There's, there's even a name for it. I think it's called Takiya or something like that. So the melting pot, what it used to be, what it, it created one out of one, out of many one, e pluribus unum, out of many one. Now it's out of one many. That's division. That's chaos. That's balkanization. Culture. Notice here what it said to make one culture, right? Culture, the arts, beliefs, customs, institutions, and other products of human work and thought considered as a unit, as a one, especially with regard to a particular time or social group. Okay. So if I come in and I have diversity with many cultures rather than one culture, what I create is called balkanization. This is from Botanica Online. Balkanization, it's the division of multinational state into a smaller ethnically homogeneous entities. In other words, you take one nation and you break it down into many smaller ones. The term also is used to refer to ethnic conflict within multi-ethnic states. That's what the United States used to be. It used to be a multi-ethnic country that formed one culture. Not anymore. It, the term was coined at the end of World War I to describe the ethnic and political fragmentation that followed the breakup of the Ottoman Empire, the Muslim Empire, particularly in the Balkans, but also in the Middle East. The term balkanization is today invoked to explain the disintegration of some multi-ethnic states and their devotion into dictate their devolution rather into dictatorship, ethnic cleansing and civil war. We are currently in the process of going through this. 
balkanization has occurred in places other than balkans including africa in the 1950s and 60s following the dissolution of the british and french colonial empires there in the early 1990s the disintegration of yugoslavia and the collapse of the soviet union led to emergence of several new states many of which were unstable and ethnically mixed and then to violence between them this is part of what's happened in the middle east when we split up the palestinian protectorate that the british used to have when we split up the ottoman empire in 1924 after world war 1 we created new nations that were not ethnically based we just arbitrarily in the west we drew the borders and you can find people of different ethnicities into a one nation thereby you created an unstable nation that was done intentionally so that they would be able to quote unquote control those nations make them unstable on purpose but all you've done is create chaos and in the united states that's what they're trying to do create chaos if you wanted to have an american culture we would all work toward the same common ties we would have the same common stories the same common folk heroes the same common books that we would study in school the same movies that we would watch the same ideals the same mores that's what forms a culture we just read the definition but in america we don't have that we have cultures and subcultures and sub subcultures and it's all diversity it's all a great thing but no it isn't no it isn't diversity for a purpose in this case the purpose is division trying to divide us you know united we stand divided we fall why would they want to divide us they seek chaos chaos you doubt me we've covered this many times before do you remember this that's the fabians stained glass window just uh, last week we were talking about the bellows in the furnace right this guy on the left He's operating the bellows right there heating up that furnace. What's the furnace do is it's heating up the globe. No, it can't melt the globe. It just heats it up, you know, like steel. It's not going to melt. The globe doesn't melt at the temperature of hot coal. No, but it can be heated up so that you can according to the top there closer you can shape it closer to the heart's desire. That's what those two guys beating on it with a hammer are doing. they're trying to make the world more closely aligned to what they want it to be. So what do you need to do? You need to heat it up. That's that's the symbol of chaos. Islam is doing the same thing throughout the globe, but so do the secular humanists. Everybody's got to heat it up. You need chaos so that you can create order. We'll get to that. Look what they're doing down at the bottom. They're all praying, right? Those stacks of books. They're praying to Fabian writings. to man-made ideals and principles they're praying to themselves hmm. new world for old the guy on the left that's called the new world order folks they're praying to the new world order man is his own god and then they would speak in religious terms they make it sound like they were christians and they knew then darn well that they weren't make them literally a wolf in a sheep's clothing they adopted that symbol for themselves they painted that on themselves and jesus is the one who is i'm sure the saying existed beforehand but jesus is the one who is first coined this term earliest known that i'm aware of wolf in sheep's clothing is in the bible and it refers to chaos agents liars deceivers 
who want to destroy. And the Fabians willingly took that, that logo on for themselves. They're admitting evil boasts. Evil's telling us that they want to destroy. They want to create chaos. And there they are right there. There's the wolf in sheep's clothing right above the earth, right? It says devoutly hammer stoutly. Just continue doing it like a devotion, like it's a religious tenant. Pray devoutly, hammer stoutly. You know, look at what I said. Religious, right? Pray devoutly, hammer stoutly. That's religious connotation there. What they're, They worship themselves, though. They're going to heat up the globe, create chaos. Because when you have enough chaos, then you can create order. And when you create order out of chaos, you prove that you are a god. Right? I've told you this before. Or at least I've tried to explain it. The gods of chaos. Seven different chaos gods from around the world. What's that got to do with the left, Joe? The left wants to be one of the gods of chaos. You know them. Eris, the Greek god of chaos. And then they say um, chaos, the Roman god of chaos, kind of. That's where we get the name chaos. Apophis, the Egyptian god of chaos. Timot, the Mesopotamian goddess of chaos. Then the sea. In the Bible, sea is, is a prophetic reference to chaos, the roi turmoiling, roiling seas. Loki, the Norse god of mischief, which is chaos. And oh, by the way, we've made him into a cultural hero, right? That, that's all part of this. You know, our common culture now is instead of honoring a real god, god of creation, god of order, we're going to honor gods of chaos and make them into cultural heroes. Talk about that one. Baylor, the Celtic god of chaos. Yom, the ancient Canaanite god of primordial chaos. In your Bible, it's also referred to as uh, Marduk. Marduk and Rahab. Those are both sea monster gods of chaos. So the left, the American left, it's that's its god, chaos. It wants to destroy. I keep using the word chaos, chaos, chaos. But that is not the god of the Bible. The god of the Bible is the antithesis of what the left. It's why I tell you the left is anti-law and order. If you go with the god of the Bible, you're going to run into things like this. This is from Bible Tools. This is what the Bible says about God creates order out of chaos. That's what Genesis is all about. Genesis 1, all about the God of the Bible creating order out of chaos. If I go over to Bible Gateway, there's a blog there. The Bible shows how God overcomes chaos. An interview with Sidney uh, Gradenhouse talks about how Yahweh overcomes chaos. You go to gotquestions.org, a, that's a Christian apologetics group. It says, what does the Bible say about order versus chaos? We're going to quote that one in a little bit. The, the God of this universe, the creator of this universe, is a God of order, of lawfulness, of, of unity, harmony. And this is why the American left is always anim, in a state of animosity toward the creator. The American left is the antithesis 
It's antichrist, literally. Yes, 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 yes. If you're on the left and you're upset with me for this right now, I'm sorry for you because you don't seem to understand. It's form and function. It's not whatever you say it is. When you decide that you can define things, you have now become a very good little progressive. That's part of chaos. You're, you're messing with the language. You get to define it any way you want. Well, very good. Now you're a god of chaos. That's not natural law. Natural law says that there are certain things that have a definition and you don't get to change them. So if you are in favor of your way of doing things and your way of doing things goes against natural law, you worship chaos. And if you worship chaos, you are by definition antichrist. You're anti-Yahweh. And I can't help that. The truth is what it is. Fire's hot, water's wet. It's not arrogance. It's not presumptuous on my part. It's not my opinion. This is objective fact. I know you can argue otherwise, but the universe itself testifies against you on this point. Chaos gods. Man is his own chaos god. This is all about nihilism. Nihilism is the belief in nothing. Belief in nothing. Read the definition. Is the doctrine that nothing actually exists or that existence or values are meaningless. Have we not heard in recent times left telling us that we don't really exist, we're just a dream or we're just a program being run in a computer or just, haven't you seen any of these stories that are running around the internet? Our modern physicists and our modern brain thinkers in, in the universities and all say that we don't exist, we're not real. That's nihilism. Nihilism is also a relentless negativity or cynicism suggesting an absence of real core values or beliefs. Does that not define progressive? Modern progressive, all they can do is biak and complain, gripe, grumble. They have no solutions. All they do is criticize. And in my industry, what I do for a living, I used to be very active on social media with them, with my industry, answering questions and helping people with their hobby. I don't go there no more because with, and, and this has been, I know they'll tell me different. It used to be that they did all of their communications on the discussion groups where you had to use your real name. It was the, there was the rules of the moderators. But as soon as we went to Facebook and everybody moves to Facebook and you're, you're using whatever, and you think you're anonymous. And even people who still use their real name, Facebook has been a very chaotic and nihilistic effect on our culture and our society. Because once that happened, the, the modeling community that I used to serve ceased to be a community. And they become just a bunch of negative cynicism, backstabbing, complaining, and griping. I had an individual who's well-known in my community who emailed me just recently to tell me that I have one of my products listed wrong. I've described it in a way that he doesn't agree with. Okay. I didn't answer him, but my initial instinct was to, you know, he doesn't do anything. He has never produced a single product for the community. All he does is complain, puts himself forward as an expert. You know, he, he knows the research. He doesn't. Not as well as he thinks he does. 
So he calls me, well, not calls, he emails me to complain about my product. Excuse me. And my first instinct was to answer back, well, fine, but how many products have you ever made for the community? I'll see your zero and raise you my 700 plus. I didn't do that because I realized that that was me. Also, that would have been contributing to chaos myself. Rather than seeking harmony and unity, I would have been contributing to chaos, to the disruption. I've remained silent. I didn't answer him. I just let what I do in my community speak for me. Nihilism is also a political belief or action that advocates or commits violence or terrorism without discernible constructive goals. BLM, BLM, Antifa, occupy this, occupy that. Everything the left does. And by the way, if you're using violence and terrorism without a discernible goal, that is not only subversion, that's sedition. But we did nothing to the left there. There's more chaos and more, more anarchy there. We redefine sedition. We, we, we institute a false flag attack on the Capitol that we had did. We, we ran and organized ourselves. And then we blame our political opponents for it, put them all in jail. And because it's, you know, quote unquote, a, a crisis, we can suspend the Constitution. Chaos. Chaos, 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 chaos. Chaos everywhere. It's all chaos theory. It's all about nihilism. And when you look to the fact that it is all being done by secular humanists, for the most part, hey, you know what? Set the secular humanists aside for a minute. You're a Christian. Well, I got a break with my church. I'm going to start a new denomination. Congratulations. You're a chaos agent. What? No, I'm a Christian, Joe. I believe in the Bible. No, you don't. How dare you? Stop. Does the Bible tell you to divide the body every time you disagree with it? Or does it tell you to seek harmony and unity within the body? But somebody told me that they should divide to multiply. Well, that person was deceived and is teaching deception, which makes that person a chaos agent. So so we should try to... Blessed are the peacemakers. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know... Nobel Peace Prize peacemaking. It's talking to believers. Blessed are those who seek unity within the body. So unity is more important? Yes, according to scripture. Even if we disagree, it's better to be unified? Find the common ground in which that you can agree. And if you're a Christian, the common ground has to be Yahweh and his son. So, so, it, so it's okay if we disagree on things? Yes, it is. It's all right. We can still fellowship with each other. Yes, it is. As long as it's not over, you know, as long as in, in the Christian beliefs, as long as not, it's not a disagreement on core doctrine, like the political thing would be, okay, if one of us is a communist and the other is an American originalist, now those two cannot break bread together because they're antithesis of each other. You cannot have a Christian who's antichrist, you know, claims to be a Christian, but is actually antichrist breaking bread with a Christian who's actually trying to follow the Bible. So... So you can't have Chrislam? No, you can't have Chrislam. Well, you can. It's a man-made religion, but it'll have nothing to do with Christ. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it applies to the left as well. Division. What they're trying to do is back to this picture. Genesis 11.4. 
And they said, come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven and let's make a name for ourselves. Hold on, Charlie, we're going to need your help. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. Hebrew concept of name, Charlie. <laughs> Extrapolate on that for us real quick, oh, please. Yes. Explain Shem. what yeah. Shem. Explain what we're missing here. Yeah. This is this is one that's that's huge that we miss when we're reading not only Old Testament but New Testament. This this goes across the gambit. Because, you know, when we think of name, we think, you know, Joe or Sam or you know whatever. Charlie, Charlie, <clears throat> Natasha, yeah, that that's the extent of it. But in Hebrew, that's not what Shem means. I mean, it's part of it. Yeah, that's part of it. But it really means the character and essence of that person or entity. So it's much deeper. So what they were trying to do there was not just make a you know physical you know you know name for themselves you know say i'm thor or whatever they were trying to become a god yes they were trying to become that's a what they were trying to do they were trying to become something something greater than themselves well no you mean like the fabian really not, socialists that's not really right either because they are trying to be themselves but they're making themselves greater i don't quite understand that can you explain that one to me no okay because that's chaos thinking oh yeah but this yeah, right maybe here, that's why i don't understand it because it's chaos hey that's a good way to understand that yes. is it's chaos but this picture right here is the same thing as the Fabian's oh, wow. glass-stained window. You just solved something for me. Because I've got at least one individual in my life that I just, I don't understand them. Because they, they're they not a rational, sane individual. And I've been trying to, how do I understand? You can't understand I chaos. Because they're chaos. That Oh, man, that... Have you ever noticed that the left doesn't even seem to understand? Right, but Charlie, have you ever noticed the left doesn't even seem to understand itself? Uh, well, yeah. You ever notice how if they get in a discussion with somebody who, like Jordan Peterson <laughs> yeah. or Dinesh D'Souza, somebody who actually yeah. knows how to think, they get yes. themselves tied and tongue-tied oh, and tied yeah, in yeah, knots yeah, in a hurry, yeah, don't yeah. they? Oh, yeah. yeah it's because they don't understand what they're thinking. Yeah. Oh, they don't know themselves. They're, they're chaos agents. Gosh, this explains a chaos lot. Chaos has no right and wrong. It has no firm foundation. It has no ground. It has no this north. Explains. It has no south. Oh, my. Hey, guys, at least those guys that are on Rumble today, do you see what the chat was today? Perfect. Just like Natasha said, perfect example of chaos. We had a chaos monster in the chat. Live example <clears throat> of chaos right in our classroom this morning. Yes. Beautiful example. I'm glad I kind of let him go a little too long today because it was a great example of chaos. Well, here's a cop, Julie A. Larson, a comment on the board. Insanity and chaos and go chaos hand in hand. Oh, Insanity one, and Julie. chaos yes. are synonyms. Yes. Yes, Julie. Yes, Perfect. Julie. Excellent. Yes. They See, are. This, this is what our class is about right here. So if if Bobby K. UK is still listening, this is when you get popped up on the screen and when you get to call in and participate is when you add value to the discussion that's going on in the classroom. You can still that's disagree with doing. me. Plenty of people oh, yes. have done that. And we'll even let calls go on that disagree with you. You know, of course, be careful because, you know, you, you might end up 
you know, leaving and, you know. In a hurry. It, yeah. Just in, stay in, civil in, is in all tatters, we ask. But... <laughs> civil and on topic. But it, it's all about chaos. This is, it, it, if you want to make yourself into your own God, by definition, that's chaos. You can't be your own God. You don't get to, you're not in charge of the rules and the laws of this universe. Yeah. yeah Cause you can't control the laws. Yeah. Of the universe, you right? can't change them. You can't yeah. make new ones. No. You, you can't dis, you can't dissolve one of them. Yeah. Thinking yeah. that you can do these things. It, it's a form of mental. You can throw it's yourself insanity. against them, but you're going to break. Yeah. That's what we mean by you're sweeping water uphill, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, you can try to defy gravity. Yeah. You give the illusion you that you're doing it. But you're not. You might be able to do it for a short period of time. Like, you know, you can get in a helicopter and go up there, but when you run out of gas, the uh, gods gravity, of the copybook heading. In the, in a, it'll yep. smack you. The gods of the copybook heading with fear and trembling will return. And if you have an F 35 that you bail out of, eventually <laughs> it'll come down to the ground. <laughs> Somebody's got to have to tell I, I, All right. Let's get back on topic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> all I right, just Charlie. had to throw that in. That was for you, Aaron. <laughs> all right, Charlie. Off he goes. So what type of world are we, our modern chaos agents trying to create? They want this one. And Aldous Huxley, Fabian, knows what he's talking about here. This is from 1931. He says, the perfect dictatorship would have the appearance of a democracy. Well, that's what we have now, the appearance of a democracy, even though your votes don't count. It would basically be a prison without walls in which the prisoners would not even dream of escaping. It would essentially be a system of slavery where, through consumption and entertainment, the slaves would love their servitude. Well, congratulations, Fabians. We are here. They've done exactly what they wanted to do. They've made a name for themselves. So let me ask you something. We let them do that to us. Why would these people not think that they are gods? In their mindset, they've changed the world. They've changed human nature. They've changed society. They've, they've changed everything. They've rewritten the laws that, by which everything governs. So why wouldn't these people think that they are they're gods? They think they're chaos gods, just straight out of the Greek mythology. They think they've made a name for themselves, a shem for themselves. They think they're gods. Yeah, right there, chaos theory. We are disaster. Man, man is his own god, is a chaos disaster just waiting to happen because we are imperfect. We cannot be gods. We are our own destruction, releasing AI into the world. Just proof of it, man. Running around on the CERN super collider when we've got the one of the smartest people that's ever lived running around telling us, hey, man, you're going to destroy the universe doing this. And may already have. We keep doing it. Well, Joe, we got to do the super collider because we're looking for theoretical, you know, proof of theoretical sub- Subatomic particles. Well, yeah, but the same theoretical theory says you might create a black hole that'll swallow the earth. Oh, well, now that theory won't work, but my theory will. Do y'all even hear yourselves, scientists? Some of you say we could destroy the entire multiverse doing this mess. Theoretically, it works on paper. We could do it. And you're like, well, no, no, that'll never happen, but I've got to go find this particle that I theorize exists. Theory upon theory, the arrogance, the hubris, the thinking you are a god, chaos, and the whole time society falls apart. Chaos upon chaos, and society falls apart. And we wonder why we're in such a mess. 
What is solid? What can you cling to anymore? <laughs> we literally live in the days of Noah. Does anybody even know that story anymore? Man is destroyer of worlds. Yes, road dog. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Destroyed Eden. I think we'll take the break just a little early today, Charlie. When we come back, I'm going to pick up. We're not done. We're going to show you. We've shown you the chaos. We've sh this is the American left. When we come back, I'm going to show you what they're fighting against, what they're against. I'm going to show you the opposite side. We're going to go back to natural law. Show you what it is that, that the American left, and it's not just the American left, the world left. Man as his own God, the, the secular humanist or, or the apostate religions of this world, everything that they're fighting against. I'm going to show you what they're against, and I'm going to show you why they're against it. And when we're all done for the day, I'm going to ask you a question. And I don't need your answer, but you do. You need to know your answer. We'll see you in six minutes.
So we had some trouble with a dodo cop here during the first hour of the show. And dodo cop being somebody who just basically wants to call in or comment just to disrupt the board or the show. Chaos agents, literally. And Charlie let the dodo cop run for a while because they were being a perfect illustration of the point I was making today. But you'll, you'll have these dodo cops who will say, well, see, this show doesn't really want a differing opinion. That's not true. We're not afraid of different opinions. If you've watched me for any time, I hit them head on. I'm not worried about them. They don't, they don't make me, they don't make me insecure in my beliefs at all. I know what I believe because I know why I believe it. And I'm not insecure in that. It, what we don't like and what we will not accept are chaos agents. You see, there is order does not, is not afraid. A, an ordered approach to things is not afraid of disagreement. It's just that there's a, uh, there are rules for how you do that. I, I forgot what the so-and-so's rules for order or whatever. There's an old English set of rules for how you do this, how you debate. Robert's rules Rob, of order. Robert's rules of orders. Thank you, Charlie. It's civility. Be civil. Make your point. Be polite. You don't have to agree, but have an argument. Have an actual reasoned argument. You don't just call, there's a snake behind you. It's good God, man. Did you grow up? And when things get out of order, you can do what's called call the question, mm -hmm. which means debate is over, vote on it. Mm -hmm. But the left rejects this stuff. And I mean, if that's if that's really, if you think that's funny, I'm serious, man. It, 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 you're a 20, 30, and 40-year-old somebody who still needs mommy and daddy to wipe your bottom when you're done going poo-poo. That's how bad you are. For real. And you want to be taken seriously? chaos agents they're nihilistic and you know what it is that they really hate this there is such thing as natural law with the definitions roughly being natural law natural being inherent having a basis in nature in the material world in reality and truth notice they capitalized truth not made or caused by humankind it is outside the control of man, law, an existing condition which is binding and immutable, cannot be changed. But I, I thought we changed laws all the time, Joe. Man-made laws, which leads to chaos. This is what the left rails against. Do you know why they rail against it? Because it implies this. If God did not exist... He would have to be invented, but all nature cries aloud that he does exist, that there is a supreme intelligence, an immense power, and an admiral order, and everything teaches us our own dependence upon it. That is Voltaire, the deist. The deist is telling you that the creation of this universe testifies to the existence of the creator. That's Job, man. That is straight out of the Bible. And that's what the left objects to. If there is a creator above them that they cannot control, that means they are not God. If you're upset because you're not God, you have a kindred brother. You know, we don't know his real name. We don't know his proper name. We've just come to call him Satan.
Satan. He's your spiritual brother. Think about that for a moment. You're either going to bow your knee to the creator of the universe, or you're going to dance your way to destruction with your spiritual brother, the devil. There are no other options. And this is what the left is against. They want nothing to do with God, with the creator of the universe. There's a little meme from a slideshow I found I pulled for you. It says, natural law on the left in green, man's law on the right in red. Stop, go. Yeah, 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 I like this. Natural law is based upon the principles, upon principles and truth. It's inherent to creation. Man's law is based upon dogmatic beliefs. It's a construct of the mind. How often do I talk about artificial constructs? That's something that man invents to help us. And sometimes they're good things. Help us understand and talk about, um, you know, uh, to talk about abstract thoughts and ideas like society. But natural law is based on principles and truth, hard objective reality. Natural law harmonized with due to knowledge and understanding. It harmonizes because you learn and you understand. Man's law, it's complied with due to fear of punishment. In other words, in natural law, the more you learn and the more you understand, the more you will bring yourself in line with it, which is exactly what the gospel teaches. You bring yourself in line with the gospel. Man's law must be complied with due to fear and punishment. You will get the jab and put on the mask or we won't let you work and live. That's man's law. Comment on the board from Sailor Sun 66. All that man-made law does is deprive you of your natural rights according to nature's law and nature's God. Mm. All that modern man-made law does, Sailor Sun. The founding fathers tried to write man's law in accordance with natural law. Tried. Under natural law, it's universal. It exists and applies anywhere in the universe regardless of location. Man's law differs with location based upon the whim of the legislators. Moral relativism. How many times have you heard a leftist talk about moral relativism or talk in terms of what's right for you might not be right for me or that just because it's right for your culture doesn't make it right for my. That's moral relativism. That's man's law. Man is his own God. Natural law. It's eternal and immutable. It exists and applies for as long as the universe exists and cannot be changed. Man's law changes with time based upon the whim of the legislators, more moral relativism. Incidentally, everything on the left is in total agreement with what is taught in the Bible. Everything on the right is in total agreement with what is taught in every other religion, including Islam. Yeah, I've studied that. You show me where you think I'm wrong. You might have misread the Bible or you might have misread the other religions. And this includes secular humanism, which is a religion. From the same slide presentation, this is natural law expressions. The expression, positive under natural law, negative under man's law. The expression is uh, generative polarity. What, what we use to create. 
under the positive natural law, you create with love, consciousness. Under the negative man-made law, you create with fear, unconsciousness. That's part of what we try to do here. It is love to educate so that people can make a free will, fully informed decision on their own accord. It is fear where you tell somebody what they must believe, whether they like it or not. That's man. That's progressivism. That's secular humanism on the right. That's tyranny on the right. Natural law, the expression, initiating expressions, how it starts. How does an expression start under natural law? Through knowledge and acceptance of truth. Learning. Right reason. Under man's law, it's through ignorance, refusal of truth. Indoctrinate them, dumb them down, keep them from being able to learn. Don't have open debates. Y'all seeing the difference here, folks? Tell me you cannot. Please tell me you can see that what's going on in our world today is on the right here. That, that red, stop, don't do this, it's negative. Man's law is destroyed. We are chaos agents. We need somebody to tell us how to live. That's the liberty of the gospel. It does that for us. It's the liberty of Torah, the teachings of Yahweh. The expression, internal expression, what happens inside us. Positive, natural law, sovereignty, internal monarchy. You have a free will. You are your own master. You have the freedom to choose or reject the creator of this universe. On the right, confusion, internal anarchy. I'm going to make it such that you can't think straight. You can't understand anything. You don't know what to trust. And then you go looking for somebody to tell you what to do. And then I will present myself as your new God. That's what's happening right now. We are causing this confusion and this anarchy within the people right now on purpose so that our new masters can declare themselves to be gods. Under natural law, the expression is external expression. What happens in society? Under natural law, positive, freedom. It's external anarchy. What? Yes. If you have freedom, you will have anarchy in society. And that's because you will have 900 and something or 9 billion people doing their own little thing to an extent. This is not lawlessness here. This is you like a red car, I like a blue one. You like Toyota, I like Ford. That's actually anarchy. This is why when you look on the right, the negative is control, external monarchy. Anarchy here is used properly under the positive freedom, external anarchy, freedom. In other words, nobody's telling you what you have to do. On the right, you will drive the white Toyota. You will wear that black suit. You will do this. You will go to school here. You will all look alike. You will all talk. That's control, external monarchy. And then the other expression is manifestation, the result that we create. What do we create? Positively, under natural law, you create order. Manifest good. Good as defined by the creator of the universe. Under negative law, man's law, you create chaos. Manifest evil. Man is a chaos agent. Man is evil when he treats himself as God, when he does not bow himself to the creator of the universe. This is what the left is against. 
This is what they rail against. This is what they don't want anything to do with. They want that chaos so that they can bring order out of it and declare themselves gods. Because when they're gods, you cannot question them. They are all powerful. They get to do what they want. You are destroying this world through your your materialism. So you must quit using natural gas and gasoline and fossil fuels, but we are all going to jump in our private airplanes and fly to Davos and eat all this fancy food that just burned up a whole bunch of carbon fuels to make for us because you know, we're gods. We need you little peon humans to run around collecting grapes for us because we're gods and we're going to sit on the mountain, do what we want to do. We're gods. You are not. That's how they think. They may not think that way consciously that way, but it doesn't matter if they're aware of what they're doing. Form and function define. It's chaos. They are destroying the universe on purpose for their own personal gain. That's Rudyard Kipling, folks. Gods of the copybook headings. Sooner or later, the order of this universe, natural law, will reassert itself. And when it does... It's not going to go well. Let's look that up. Just got to type something in the computer real quick because we don't have things tied up to where I can get um, Charlie to bring it up for me. Here we go. We haven't read this in a little while. The Gods of the Copybook Headings by Rudyard Kipling. It says, I pass through my incarnations in every age and race. All times, no matter what race or society, I make my proper prostrations to the gods of the marketplace. Oh, it's always about, like my friend says, the ruble must roll. All about the money, money, money. Peering through reverent fingers, I watch them flourish and fall. And the gods of the copybook headings, I noticed, outlast them all. Remember, the gods of the copybook headings are the little prophetic sayings that come from the Bible that children used to copy over and over again. That's what that picture is there, to learn their handwriting but they were writing down Proverbs and Psalms and things from the Bible. He's talking as though man's evolving. He says, we were living in trees when they met us. They showed us each in turn that water would certainly wet us as fire would certainly burn. He's talking like the copybook heading. He's one of the gods or one of the people talking about the gods. He says, but we found them lacking in uplift vision and breadth of mind. So we left them to teach the gorillas while we followed the march of mankind. In other words, we didn't like natural law. We're going to do it our way. We moved as the spirit listed. They never altered their pace, being neither cloud nor windborne like the gods of the marketplace. But they always caught up with our progress, and presently word would come that a tribe had been wiped off of ice, uh, the ice, its ice field or the lights had gone out in Rome. In other words... We did whatever the heck we wanted, and sooner or later, the gods would return and wipe us out for dis, you know, for working against the, the, the ways of the universe, for natural law. He says, with the hopes that our world is built on, they were utterly out of touch. They denied that the moon was Stilton, and they denied she was even Dutch. They denied the wishes were horses. They denied that a pig had wings. So we worshiped the gods of the market who promised these beautiful things. Not just the markets, just anybody who thinks that they can push against natural law. When the Cambrian measures were forming, they promised perpetual peace. They swore if we gave them our weapons that the wars of the tribes would cease. 
But when we disarmed, they sold us and delivered us bound to our foe. And the gods of the copybook headings said, stick to the devil you know. On the first Femian sandstones, we were promised the fuller life, which started by loving our neighbor and ended by loving his wife. Till our women had no more children and the men lost reason and faith. And the gods of the copybook headings said, the wages of sin is death. Oh my God, if you understand your Bible that four verse stanza should jump out at you right now. We are living in that age. In the Campurious Epoch, we were promised abundance for all by robbing selected Peter to pay for collective Paul, socialism. But, through we, but though we had plenty of money, there was nothing our money could buy. And the gods of the copybook headings said, if you don't work, you die. That's Paul. Then the gods of the market tumbled and their smooth-tongued wizards withdrew and the hearts of the meanest were humbled and began to believe it was true that all is not gold that glitters and two and two make four and the gods of the copybook headings limped up to explain it once more. And it will be in the future. As it will be in the future, it was at the birth of man. There are only four things certain since social progress began that the dog returns to his vomit and the sow returns to her mire and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Do you understand what he was writing about? He's writing about today. We're just not at the point yet where the copybook headings are going to gods of the copy, you know, the natural laws of this universe. We have not reached the point where they've decided to reassert themselves. And I fear for a great many people in this world that when they do this time, it will be the author himself that rips the skies and steps in out of heaven to reassert them. Because if that's what happens next, it's over for those who just want to keep pushing against the boards. There'll be no more second chances. Now, I know. That's your religious belief, Joe. Now, I've tested that book. If you've been with me for 269 shows, now, I've shown you how I've tested it. There's a reason I believe it. And even if it's false, it teaches order. It teaches natural law. It teaches inclusion. It teaches unity. It teaches a true God-like agape love. It teaches self, self-sacrifice, service of others. It teaches civility. It teaches civilization. It teaches self-discipline. It teaches me to obey the gods of the copybook heading. Comment on the board from Sailor Sun 66. It says the four angels are still holding back the winds. Maybe. They may have already let him go. Don't forget that that passage is not necessarily something that happens in the blink of an eye. It could be taking place over years, decades. Remember the slides we were just reading. Natural law on the left, man's law on the right. God will steal you. Satan and man will rush you. Got to do it now. Got to do it now. That's, that's Woodrow freaking Wilson. Our constitution isn't made to move fast enough. In the modern day, we got to be able to move now, 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 now. No time to think. Got to go, got to go, got to go. That's how you make mistakes. God says, pass the bill to know what's in it. Yep. God says, be still. Natural law says, be still. Think through it. 
God, his natural law, reassures you. Man's law and Satan frightens you. God's law, natural law, leads you through wisdom and understanding. Satan, man's law, pushes you. Push, shove, nudge, shoot. God's law enlightens you. Man's law, Satan's law, confuses you. God's law will forgive you when you are sincerely repentant, not feeling guilty, changing your ways. Man's law condemns you no matter what. You're white. You're guilty of racism no matter what you do. Yeah, poppycock. God's law will calm you. Man's law will stress you. Satan's law will stress you. God's law encourages you. Satan's law discourages you. God's law will comfort you. Man and Satan will worry you. We just read this. But this is, this is what Voltaire was saying. Since God is a God of order, apple seeds grow into apple trees, and a male koala and a female koala will produce baby koalas. And a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. The moon goes through predictable phases, and planets don't fly out of their orbits. Because God is a God of order, not chaos, we know that A squared plus B squared will always equal C squared in a right triangle, and that, no matter where we are in the universe, F equals G times capital N over little m divided by R squared. Physical laws remain the same day after day, year after year, century after century. This is why you have science. In but this Coffin, is... I cannot change the laws of physics. <laughs> yes, Scotty, you can't. <laughs> but Hollywood will help you bend them. Science was developed by Christians. It wasn't capable of being developed until after the Judeo-Christian ethic fully developed. And that's because every god of the ancient pagan world was fickle, had too much humanity in them. And they might change the way the world worked tomorrow. So there's no sense in studying the way it worked yesterday or today because it could be different tomorrow if you don't appease the gods. And the, the, the uncertainty of the world, earthquakes, hurricanes, things like that, that were thought to be the, the, the work of gods and actually are the work of the creator, they do serve a purpose. But back in ancient times, they were thought to be parts of chaos because you displeased God somewhere. You can't create science in that environment, in that culture, in that mindset. Science, as we know it, doesn't come from that. You needed a group of people who knew that the creator was fixed. He was the alpha and the omega, the, the aleph and the tav, the strong promise. He did not change. He set the laws of the universe, and they're going to work that way forever and ever. Amen. You needed the book of Romans 1 and 2 under your belt. That's what science comes from. And now we take this science, and we think, you know what? We do, thanks, God. Appreciate that. You don't need it no more. We'll take control of that. We'll, we'll run with it from here. Now we're our own gods. Now science is our God. I've been told not to use the phrase anymore, but you know what? It, it just fits. We're just a bunch of stupid monkeys. I haven't evolved. That's what I mean by monkeys. I'm being sarcastic toward Darwin. Lest anybody think I'm making any type of other reference. No. I'm doing just like Rudyard Kipling, you know. I don't need natural law. Natural law can teach the gorillas. Same similar reference. It's an evolutionary reference. Make sure you get that in your head. Yeah. Sasha. 
You forgot the button. Button? Yeah, monkey with the button. I didn't need it this time. But yeah, uh, we have monkeys with Fair them. enough. So what I just read to you. It's 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 we went over it the other day. We were we were we read this right out of the Bible. This is Romans. This is Romans chapter 1 verses 18. Well, it also goes through 3 through you know chapter 3 through 20, but this is where the, that right there is where John Locke got his first and second treatise on government. I mean, and it came out of the whole book of Romans, but primarily chapters one and two. All about what's going to happen if we continue to deny and reject natural law, Yahweh's natural law, God's natural laws. The way he made this universe to work. And we want to embrace people who are openly mocking him thumbing their nose at his laws, defying him, challenging him, and trying to rewrite his laws, trying to make themselves gods that didn't work at the Tower of Babel. He's not going to allow it much longer here. He will reassert himself. And his laws will reassert themselves. And when they do, it's like Roger Kipling said, terror and slaughter you know why i raise a generation that rejects god and doesn't know him and notice in the bible it doesn't mean you don't know about a god knowing god means you obey him oh does that change the way you understand your scripture there arose a generation that didn't know anything about yahweh no no that's not what it meant there arose a generation who knew him but didn't obey him. Now you're talking. There you go. Well, Joe, how do you know that Adam knew Eve? Oh, he didn't know her before he met her, you know, to go make babies. It talks about a relationship. It talks about obeying. Jesus makes that very clear. So does John. We are in a generation that doesn't know God. We don't obey. You know how that has always been reset in the Bible? Wipe away the disobedient. Kill them. The wages of sin is death. Rudyard Kipling said so. What's that mean? Well, it means according to the natural law, if you continue to poke the bear, you die. Because the bear turns around and eats you. You think you're smart, Alec. You're going to go grab the tiger by the tail without a plan to deal with the teeth. Well, I got a little news flash for you. That tiger, when you grab him by the end of his tail, he can double back on you real fast. And it's not just going to be the teeth you're going to have to play with. Comes with claws as well. And he will kill you. Natural law will kill you when you get stupid. You want proof? I'll give you proof. Well, we just build all of our cities right there on the coast where we know the hurricanes are going to come. And when a Cat 5 comes, we go, oh, I'm not leaving my property. You're dead. Because you were stupid. That's how this works. I'm going to build the biggest city out west on a fault line and nothing's ever going to happen. I built my city city to stand up to an earthquake. Uh Uh-huh. And then God says, well, I'll see your anti-earthquake building and I'll raise you a... Oh, I don't know, a size 11. 
What? Yeah, you know, Richter scale 11. You know, like huge nuclear bomb going off under your city. What, your buildings were only designed to stand up under an 8.5? Gee, so sorry. And that's what happens to us. That's what we're messing with right now. We got people all over this country playing with that nuclear button. So I I told you I have a question to ask you toward the end of the show. We're going to be quitting early again today, man. Class is over. Class is over. I'm not going to ramble my mouth for 30 minutes saying nothing. Here's your question. How's your spiritual warfare going? Still in denial? Are you getting to the point yet where you can see that this is the only thing available to old Occam to explain everything we're seeing in one neat, tidy, little, consistent, you know, unity equation like they're seeking for quantum and and regular physics, trying to unify them with a common equation? Well, when I look at the way the world's running right now, the Bible is the one that unifies everything I'm seeing with a common equation. You don't have to listen. You don't have to obey. You're free to ignore the gods of the copybook headings. You're not free from the consequences. Which, incidentally, (laughs) tomorrow, Worship Wednesday, we're dealing with the bowls of wrath. (laughs) I, I did not plan yesterday and today that way. I just realized it right, right as the show was going. (laughs) <laughs> it's just last few weeks have been lining up perfectly. I don't know if any of you have been noticing, but I just follow the bouncing ball and I do whatever I'm led to do the night before the class. And today I, I had the idea last night. I put the class together this morning before we started it's, it's, when I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. It just falls into place. I, I deliver the message and when I'm done, I'm done. I quit. We schedule for two hours every day. For those of you that you know wish we were two hours, I'm sorry. But it's done. There's nothing left to give you today. Digest what we had. Rewatch the show. We thank you for being here. We love each and every one of you. We hope and we pray that we're edifying you and enriching your life in some way and that we're doing something that helps you, encouraging you to keep with your own studies and your own walk Hope and pray that it leads you to having a few talks with the person in your mirror, getting serious about the life that you choose to live and the path that you want to walk. I hope that something we do will help you with your loved ones and the people in your lives, help them to prepare for what's coming. Because I guarantee you bad times or the storm is on the horizon and it's heading this way. I promise you this is not going to get better. It's not until after it gets much worse. I've been right all along for the last two decades. I was wrong about the timing. I got that. A little bit like Glenn Beck. Even Glenn has been right about what's coming. We're not prophets. We just know history and how to read the tea leaves. So start applying what we learn here into your life, if for nothing else, to build a spiritual life raft. Physical preparation as well, but spiritual first. And then we'll get ready to deal with whatever happens when it happens together as a family. If you think we can help anybody you know, please share the show directly with them. Ask them to give us time. Tell them that, you know, whatever you think of me, explain me to them. 
tell them to pay attention to what we're teaching and that the show builds on itself. If you are of a mind and you have the ability, we do ask that you please consider donating to help the show. Take a little bit of the pressure off my wallet. I, I, I would appreciate that. But if not, don't worry about it. God will provide some which kind of way. I have no doubt about that. Even if it is off my back, it's fine. I don't mind. We'll figure it all out. Let's walk by faith, man. Trust him. Do it in your life. Scary, yeah, I know. But unless you're scared, he can't show himself to you. And remember, he's got perfect timing. He doesn't show up in preparation. He shows up right on time every time. And he doesn't always show up the way you want him to. His ways are not ours. He promised us our needs, not our wants. Make sure you align your expectations properly. You'll find him. He's in your life, even if you don't believe in him. So y'all stay safe until tomorrow when we do Worship Wednesday. Bowls of wrath. I know that a lot of you were upset with me for stopping last week, but we got a chunk of things to take care of tomorrow. Schofield's hitting hard and heavy now. And we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Y'all take care and stay safe. I got a quick question for the two of you. Y'all don't